Good morning. Welcome to Southern Bells Sunday. Good morning, friends. Good morning. So we um, covered chapter seven last week while Beth was still feeling under the weather. And thankfully, mm. she's able to join us again this morning and she's feeling much better. Much better. Much better. Thank you. So we're on to chapter eight. So I will start reading this time since <coughs> you started last time. Okay. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels, which stood before God and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer. And there was given unto him incense and he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense, which came from the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. And there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquake. And the seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. So I'll pause there. I don't know about you, but the first thing that I think of when I read that is some of those, um, those video prophecies that we've talked about in the last couple of weeks where they're talking about the cries that they hear from earth. Um, and if you think about like the altar back in old Testament days, the, the high priest, they had to make atonement for their sins. So they would have to mm-hmm. offer up these offerings and sacrifices. And whenever you would hear it, then they would, they would always say to the effects of it was a sweet incense to God. And, and for us, when I think of incense, I think of when we clarify our, our air or when we, you know, cleanse our home or when we're trying to freshen up the air or purify the air. So in the same aspect, it's probably representation to God of a way of cleansing, a way of atonement, a way of purifi- purification. And in Old Testament times, they had to do that. The atonement for their sins had to take place through the burnt offerings at the altar. So I think right. this is just another right. representation of the, the transition between the time of Old Testament and when Jesus came. Because we know, ultimately, Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice. He, he took the place of all the hundreds of sacrifices that we would have had to have done probably millions in our lifetime just for our sins to be atoned through the high priest. Okay. So can you like, is there a lot of feedback on your end? Because I hear a lot of feedback on my end. Not on my end. It may, maybe it's your headphones. Do you have your headphones in? I do. It sounds like a disembodied voice. (laughs) Maybe it's that inside of the RV. It could be. But as long as you can hear me fine, you're not hearing that disembodied voice, are you? No. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. I would take the next verse. Uh, The first (laughs) angel blew his trumpet and hail and fire mixed with blood were hurled to the earth so a third of the earth was burned up back to the guy in the video that we posted on our page he referenced this in the video that he could see Mm -hmm. people on earth and earth was on fire and all the grass was burned up I'll go ahead with the next one the second angel blew his trumpet and something like a great mountain ablaze with fire was hurled into a sea So a third of the sea became blood. A third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. So we all know that within the next coming, within the next coming of days, within Revelations, we know that the the world will never be covered in water again. It will burn. And and the guy that, that was in the video that we keep referring to, you can see him on our Facebook page with his telling his story that God came to him, what he saw. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to me, it's very believable, uh, very scary for the ones that will be left behind that is not ready, that doesn't know God. And 
and here it is. This is just verifying exactly what he said to me that he kept coming back. He would come back down to earth and he would get sucked back. I wonder if that was when they were blowing the trumpets, if he was going down and up, down and up, you know, could, down could and up. Be, could be. Could, yeah. And, <clears throat> well, and if you think about it, so back to our discussion about natural disasters and how they occur. So there's usually waves, right? Like even mm. like any kind of natural disaster usually comes in some form of, there's usually some kind of a warning sign, a precursor mm. to what is about to take place. And then all of a sudden there's a hard hit. And then there's, there's repercussions of that, that natural disaster. I almost feel like it's kind of the same, like, you think about any natural disaster, a flood, usually there's a storm that brings heavy rains, then the flood hits, and then you have the aftermath of the disaster, a tornado, um, there's a storm of some sort that brews, and then the tornado hits, and then you have the after effect. <laughs> Even an earthquake, you have precursor tremors, then you have the earthquake, and then a lot of times you end up seeing a tsunami afterwards. Even with a tsunami, they come in waves. There's initial waves that are kind of warning waves. And then all of a sudden you have 20 foot waves that crash into places. Um, even wildfires and, and storms in, in the desert where they have sandstorms, there's something that is usually a warning sign right. that says, okay, something bad is about to take place. And so I almost feel like it's that. And then now the one commentary, I'm just going to read this little <laughs> Okay. You go ahead and read. I'll ask, I'll ask you a question after. Okay. It says the opening of the seventh seal and the blowing of the first six trumpets brought about three results. The first is preparation. This preparation involves two factors, silence and supplication. The host in heaven had just worshiped the father and the lamb with a volume of praise. But when the lamb opened the seventh seal, heaven was silent. John does not tell us what caused the silence, but several possibilities exist. The scroll had now been opened completely and perhaps even turned over and all of heaven could see God's plan unfolding. So then it says that the second result is desolation. The first four trumpet judgment are natural in the event that they affect the land, the water, and the heavenly bodies. The fifth and sixth judgments involve release of demonic forces to torment and, and kill. The last of the trumpets is judgment and creates a, crea a, creates a crisis among the nations of the world. Now, my question, which still goes along with everything that you just read. <clears throat> Do you think for each time that the trumpet blows as a warning sign, do we have time to then ask for forgiveness and be saved and, and give your life to Christ at that point in time? So <clears throat> if you back up to, to where we're at in this point in time. So at this point in time, the rapture of the church has already happened. So the saints have already been called to glory to be with God at this point. So now you're seeing the tribulation take place where Jesus said that the 144,000 of the Jews will then be, be able to repent, to come to know Christ. So I feel like at any point in time during this tribulation, you're going to see those martyrs for Christ that are given the opportunity. It's up to them whether they follow through. Right. So to be on the safe side, but everyone, let's get saved now. <laughs> don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah, don't, don't wait. wait. Don't wait. <laughs> don't wait. Well, and that's like you know even thinking in that instance like I personally have talked to people that that have the mindset of I have time to repent I'll do it when I'm on my deathbed 
Well, what if you're not given that opportunity? What if you don't have a deathbed? What if you go out and you're in a car accident that instantaneously takes your life and you don't have that last breath to say, God, forgive me. Like I, you're playing Russian roulette at that point. Like, is it really worth your salvation to, to live for a pleasurable season of what you think sin might be compared to what eternity is going to be? And, And how hard is it? every day to repent and say, forgive me, you know, even if, even if you, if it's not something serious, say you, you spread gossip, you know, like, forgive me, help me to be better at this, you know, how hard is that to do every day? It takes moments. There's, there's just some individuals though, that, that aren't minded like that. They, they, one, they either don't think that there is a problem with how they're living or what they're doing, or two, they have no desire to do better. They have no desire to change because that's truly just what they find is the way to live their life. Right. Well, I don't, I, for one, have lived that life before and never want to go back there. So, um, I'm much happier. happier And I think that's the thing. I, I think, I think they haven't experienced life in the sense that you and I have experienced life in Christ. Like, I feel like they're stuck in this, this suction turbine where they think this is pleasurable, but even scripture tells us sin is pleasurable for a season. Like right. it doesn't last And there are repercussions <laughs> for sin and there are repercussions for being a Christian in this day and age. Let's be honest. Mm. Like there's, there's a great, there's a great army of force rising up against Christians today And there is a lot of lax Christians that I'm sorry, I feel God is going to spew from his mouth because they fail to stand strong on the biblical principles and are are waxing and waning because of what the scripture calls ear tickling sermons of they don't want to step on people's toes or offend them. So they just skip over those parts. Well, I was watching skip over those parts. Like I was watching a TikTok video last night because the boys was watching racing and I was just laying in the bed doing random stuff on my phone. And I come across this duet. It was this one woman on this one side and the other woman on the other side. The one woman was saying she was tired of seeing Christian um, like beliefs come up on her TikTok feed don't pressure her to believe what you believe and the other woman was agreeing with her and I felt so offended by it because for one if you if we're not allowed to speak on our belief why should I have to endure how you feel you know I was offended by it it's one-sided for Mm -hmm. two for two just scroll Scroll. Yeah. If you don't want to hear it, you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to. Exactly. You stopped and listened to it for a reason. Maybe think of that. Maybe think of why you were led there and stopped and paused and watched the whole entire thing, even though it offended you. Yeah. And I think that, like, how often do we do that as Christians? Like, you just scroll on past it because you don't agree with it. But I think that we're the stronger in the situation, but sometimes the weaker in the situation. One, we're stronger to just let it roll off our backs and just move on, but also weaker because we don't take a stand and say, okay, enough is enough. It's one-sided. It's okay for you, but it's not okay for me. It's okay for you to preach liberalism and preach that this, this, and this is now acceptable. And if you're a Christian and you don't accept it, then you're not a Christian because you're hating. But for us to stand up in our beliefs in this Bible right here is all of a sudden we're prejudiced and we're judgmental and we're, we're not true Christians. Right. I feel like we definitely have to be quieter with our faith than Mm -hmm. someone who is without faith, because those are the ones that are prevailing 
yeah. over their are We're now together. the minority. Right. We are now the minority. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we can't pray in schools. We can't pray um, in public places anymore. You know, we, we're being silenced. And it is the few that is willing to stand up and speak out about it that can make a difference. So I think what we're doing is great here because we're not going to be silenced any longer. We Well, we and not only that, Christ. like, yeah. And the one thing of it is, is this platform gives us the opportunity to express our freedom of speech. If our listeners listening are listening to it, they make that choice consciously to listen to it. And right. if they're not listening uh-huh. to it, they also make that choice. But the one thing we're not doing is we're not in your face, cramming it down <coughs> your throat, preaching. It out. We, we are just giving our side of the story, our experience and sharing God's love and God's word, because ultimately as believers in Christ, that's what we're called to do. Like, even if you're not a preacher or a teacher or an evangelist or anything more than just a Christian, that's still our responsibility as a believer in Christ Mm -hmm. is to share his love and his joy and his opportunity for salvation. I don't want to live through the end of this book. I don't want to, I don't want to be here for that junk. I don't even want to see that. I don't want to be from the heavens above looking down and seeing the, the earth on fire. Um, I mean, which is better to be destroyed by water or fire or just, just be grateful that you can be saved in all of his glory now and not have to endure that. I'm going for the third. And I oftentimes think of whenever I, I think about this, I think about Lazarus and the rich man and the Bible's discussion about how he, you know, Lazarus was a beggar and they passed by him and they wouldn't even give him water or food or, you know, they would give their stuff to the dogs and their lead Lazarus. And he ended up in the bosom of Abraham, which we know is being called away to heaven to be with God. And the rich man, he, he gets sent to hell and he's tormented and he, he cries out to just let Lazarus dip his finger in the water to cool him. And, and he doesn't do that. That's how how miserable and how tormented he is. And then he makes a request to, to send Lazarus to warn his family because the rich man knows that he doesn't want his family to endure the suffering that he's enduring. But the thing of it is, is then it goes to tell us if you didn't listen, what makes you think they're going to listen? Well, I've seen it. Let me go. You know, and and the thing of it is, is sometimes it's far too late. You you can't until it's too late to make that decision. Like, I don't think people get the sense of urgency of salvation. Like, all right, right now we're facing the plague. Let's be honest. COVID is the plague and it is taking people out left and right. The news headlines this week said that four of the deadliest days have occurred in the last two weeks, the last two weeks of this entire plague right? So it is taking healthy people, knocking them on their rear ends and calling them to glory if they're Christians or sending them to hell if they're not. So, you know, there is, there is a sense of urgency. It's not a wait and see what happens moment. It is, you work now towards your salvation, which you can't work for it. All you have to do is ask for it and believe or you're stuck in purgatory and dealing with the torment of what is, what is going to happen. No, thank you. No, thank mm-hmm. you. Nope. 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 No, thank nope. You. Just take I, me uh, on to the beautiful light and the pure white. Yes. And, and I, absolutely, I absolutely, that will be my Mexico. <laughs> I absolutely love what was, you know, what was said about, you know, being called to glory, like the, to, to, to escape all of this, all of this, just by believing in Christ. Right. 
And last week, if you listened to the podcast last week, at the end of the podcast, I attached a song of my sister-in-law uh, singing. She loved to sing. And she, you know, I have no doubt whatsoever in my mind that she is on the streets of gold singing her praises to God. And that song was so fitting for our study of Revelation. Ain't no grave going to hold our bodies down. Whenever God calls us, when that trumpet sounds, we're out of here. Like we are going to be with him. And I, I used to get so frustrated with my dad whenever he would say there's no joy in this life, that there's no peace in this life, because I didn't really understand that. But the stronger my relationship gets to God, the, the more that I recognize and realize that that's, that's our goal in life. Our goal in life is to reach eternity in heaven. And I had, my husband and I were having this discussion this week. Someone had posed a question about is happiness your goal in life and what is true happiness. And for me, there's a difference between being happy and being blessed. Like you can Uh be sad, but be blessed. But you cannot be happy and sad at the same time. To me, happiness is a feeling, whereas being blessed is a state. Like you're right, it's encompassing. And I also feel like you can be damned. I mean, you can be blessed or you can be damned. You make that choice. Exactly. Oh yeah. 100 percent agree with that statement. So and it's just one of those things like you can't buy it. Like it's not to be bought. the rich man couldn't buy his way to heaven. Mm-mm. No way. Money doesn't work there. <laughs> well, in good works. Like how, <laughs> we've had this discussion several times of just because you're a good person doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Just right. because you do all the right things or say all the right things doesn't mean you're going to get there. If you don't openly profess and ask forgiveness for your sins and ask Jesus to take control of your life, which is the one and only way to heaven, you're still not going to make it. You Mm -hmm. have to make that profession. And and God should be in your life every day. It's just, you should, you should conversate with him daily and, you know, um, ask for his guidance daily. I've never, for for one, I I can't say that I've actually heard God speak to me or what it would sound like if he did. I mean, I'm sure I would know if he did, but I just still, I, I talk to him daily. I like to talk anyway, so why not have someone I can talk to at all times? Um, but just because you're not you hearing say anything that? from back. You say that you've never had him talk to you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't but know. you have. Like I'm in, sure in, I have. But for me, to, it doesn't to have know. to be audible because if you think about exactly. it, we have a conscience, right? Like yeah. all of us have a conscience. And I feel like as Christians, Our conscience is the Holy Spirit's direction, which the Holy Spirit's direction is God. So, I mean, I I almost feel like he speaks to us daily in those moments. And while it's not audible, like Moses (laughs) with the burning bush or, yeah, right. Audible is what I was going for. Um, But your body feels a pull to do the right thing, you know, women's intuition we always have to listen to that we god gave us that for a reason that's him speaking with to us but audibly i've never heard god's voice speak directly to me yet not saying it's ever Mm going to happen i mean i even had this conversation with an old co-worker of mine that her and god would conversate just daily and he would tell her that i have this person picked out for you don't worry and and mm-hmm. and I'm almost like and, and I'm like I'm so interested in it how do you know how do you know that's God speaking to you how do you know and we would we would talk about this over and over again and she believed it was God speaking to her telling her how her life was going to be laid out and that 
even though that she could never have children because she didn't have a womb, she was going to have a child because <clears throat> was it Sarah? Sarah had a child who thought she was never going to mm-hmm. have a child in the Bible because he willed it that way. <laughs> but Sarah still had mm-hmm. a womb. And, and I'm mm-hmm. like, are you, how do you know this is God and not just your mind working? How do you tell the difference between What's... the two? And she was just sure of it. She, she was sure of it. Well, so, but then you think about, I think about what, what Billy Graham said and Billy Graham, we've talked about this too, had made the statement. So, so what if it wasn't God? Like, so yeah. what if it wasn't like, at least her thoughts yeah. are encouraging and uplifting exactly. and positive and give her joy and give her peace. Yeah. And it, and God is never going to beat you down. He is never going to crush your spirit. Um, he is never going to, you know, to cause anguish to you, but he will rebuke your sin. He will point right. out those things that need right. corrected. But the thing of it is too, is I didn't have that intimate connection with God until I became baptized in the Holy Spirit. And you will hear people say, well, that's not for everybody. That's not for everybody. Well, if you read the book of Acts in the Bible, it is for everybody. Like the baptism is for everybody. And does that mean that all of a sudden you just start openly, you know, talking in a different language and speaking in tongues and receiving interpretation? (laughs) Not, Not always. Like God gives us each unique and individual gifts. And I don't feel like you can really have those gifts or that potential until you experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So how do you get it? You pray for it. You, you search it, you search yourself, you do your meditations, you reflect on God's word, you read it, you study it, you learn it. Does that mean you can openly, you know, quote scripture and, and just, you know, be able to rattle off the Bible off the top of your head. No, not always. I can't do that, but I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I didn't have that, that audible time with God until then, you know what I mean? Until, until I experienced that. And it's been more of like visions or, um, there have been circumstances where something will be like a, almost like a dream state that my, my mind enters into and, and I'll reach out to the person and they'll confirm basically what I saw, even though I'm not near that person. And, and it, and it's sometimes it's something as simple as, Hey, God told me to pray for you. I'm not sure what is going on, but your name came across my mind. And I had yes, this vision of X, Y, and Z. And, and yeah, and, and see, that's just, that's God's Holy Spirit speaking to you to do his work when he can't. Right. So (coughs) for sure, but number four, the fourth trumpet, you reading it or you won't need to. And verse, verse 12, right? Verse 12. Yeah. 12 and 13. And the, and and the fourth angel sounded and the third part of the sun was smitten and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened and the day shone not for a third part of it and the night likewise. And I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven saying with a loud voice, whoa, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. My mind just went to, okay, in the town that I have my address in, because I live in two towns, my mind just went, it's called a Christmas village, because we have this old amphitheater, and a flood came through back in the early 1900s, and washed a lot of the town away, miraculously, there were only one death, and so it's a mill town, there was a cotton mill there, and you can still see where it was at. So during Christmas time, they always decorate for Christmas. And one thing that just popped into my mind is there's three angels on the side of the hill holding trumpets. And this year, one of the angels was bowed. So she was like going like she was bowed forward. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how how fitting 
is this showing that this angel is now bowed up that could this be a sign that you know it bad things be. are coming you know and you we know? talked about the signs lately that are are becoming more apparent <laughs> and you say that could it be that her trumpet has blown already I don't maybe know. but and you yeah, say that, that and something else mind. that's odd something else that's odd that happened was I just read a post this week um our local one of our local Ruritan buildings always decorates one of the local funeral homes like um extended parking area for Christmas like with a full huge nativity set and this nativity mm-hmm. set is very mm-hmm. antique well someone stole the baby Jesus oh, no. and yeah and they were putting this out in the community that if you know of anybody that might have been involved or know of where it might have been um please contact us well my friend is an auctioneer and he had commented that he had just (laughs) sold one in an auction and he thought it was odd that it was just the baby jesus of this nativity set not the entire nativity set but like that right there like in my opinion you're basically defacing the bible by doing that that's crazy what kind of world are we living in friend well we live in a world with demons and evil and, and, and that's, that's just the way the world is. And we just have to overcome it and be believers and not be silenced because if we are, then we are not doing our jobs as Christians by saving others who want to hear the word and not just scroll right on by or be offended by it. So um, we just live in, in the world of good and evil. (laughs) yeah um I mean you just you just don't know anymore like you don't know what people think about you don't know what what they're they're dealing with and lately you see I feel like you see a lot more of um mental health posts and mental health discussions and suicide awareness and I don't know if part of it is because of the COVID, the the plague, or, you know, the isolation in the home, um, being on quarantine kind of stuff, or, or if it's just another sign that our world is becoming so distraught because so many more people are, are walking away from the biblical principles of life and, and straying closer to the worldly things that are going on around us. Quarantine, like my family has not truly really been quarantined because we're all essential workers because we've been going to work (laughs) until I got COVID last week. And then now we're truly on quarantine. And can I tell you that it makes you now when I was like really sick with it and I was sleeping a lot, it didn't bother me because I was asleep. I was fighting the virus. My body was fighting it. Yeah, but since I've started feeling better, like the house isn't big enough. We live in a pretty big house; it's like twenty five hundred square foot home, and the house isn't big enough. We're going insane. We can't go anywhere. We're stuck at home. Um, you know, but what better time to be in the book? Like, what better time for, for yeah. you to share it with your yeah. family? I mean, my husband's painting the kitchen cabinet. Well, and not only that, I was just getting ready to (laughs) say that. I was just getting ready to say that I, I can remember last year in March, whenever, you know, the nationwide shutdown, lockdown happened and families were forced to spend time together And I specifically know families, even in my small area, that aside from two or three hours in the evening, they don't see their children. They don't see their families because they work, you you know, so they were forced to become actual primary caregivers now where they had never dealt with that. And, And to be honest, I think a lot of families grew from that. And like you're saying, you're, you know, 
you're forced to do this. So now you have opportunities to accomplish some things that have gotten put to the back burner or not a priority. And, and you get, honestly, you get to know some strong personalities that you may have missed out on with not, not doing that. <laughs> this cough is never going to go away. I don't think. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> But yeah, um, last night we spent hours going through Lizzie's baby clothes for the new baby. Um, that's a girl. And um, so we're thankful that we have all of these hand-me-downs that we can yeah. use for the new baby. And it was just hours that my daughter and I haven't spent together in a long while. Socially distanced, of course. She was on one side of the room. I was on the other side of the room. Um, but it was fun, but they want me to help them paint. Like she's painting the crib white and Will's painting the cabinets white. And they're like, come help. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Nope. I love y'all. But yeah. I did not ask for this. <laughs> I did not suggest this. I don't want any part of this. I don't like to paint, paint like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> And we just had painted Bryson's house, and I'm like, it's too soon. It's too soon to do that. But when she asked me, well, to go and the not only that, you don't, did. you don't need to inhale all of the fumes, even I though your smell and taste are still terrible. It's <laughs> yeah, still not the safest anyway. thing. <laughs> I can't smell it anyway. But <laughs> she does want me to antique the crib. It belonged to my nephew. Then my first granddaughter got it now the second granddaughter is going to use it and it was brown and Caitlin wanted to paint it white and antique it like I did Lizzie's dresser that we got for her so I said I'll do that part of it but I'm not painting the crib white I'm not I'm not doing that I'm not doing it no y'all can COVID your way and paint everything in this house white if you want to but I am not involved in that no no yeah Mm -mm. for sure that's like I I don't mind painting but I have to be in the mood to paint too right yes I did finish a wreath I was working on making a Valentine's Day wreath yesterday (coughs) I did do that and they ate a bunch of cupcakes that we had ordered for the gender reveal that we really didn't get to have $50 worth of cupcakes I paid for $50 worth of cupcakes and I'm like I could have made these if I didn't have the COVID yeah (laughs) for sure for sure Um, so I feel like I feel like with our our Bible study like I feel like we couldn't have picked a better time to kind of go through Revelation like I feel like there's so much going on around us that we can relate to and and if nothing else let this stand as your warning for what is to come and if you're listening to this you can't say I never knew I didn't know what to expect I didn't know how to be saved or what to do because it is simple as saying father forgive me help me to do better and be a part of my life it is that simple and you can do that on your own it doesn't and and I can't stress this enough it doesn't have to be an altar call you do not have to be at church you do not have to have a person um a preacher or a minister do that for you you can do that yourself you can do it yourself. right here's your altar call right now like this yes, is amen. it if you feel that tugging and you feel that God is speaking to you and you're listening to us and you have concern in your heart for your your life and your salvation in Christ don't wait simply no just wait, stop no. what you're doing and say Lord forgive me it is that easy it is that easy yeah and don't and, and don't be afraid that you're a sinner because we all are daily we sin daily. Yeah, I mean, it's sure. our nature. It's, our, it's, an, it's just, that's who we are. That's who we are. Um, way yeah. back from Adam and Eve when she ate the apple. It's who yeah. we are. Blame your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for sure. So, you haven't read. Um, well, let's see. Everyone, my coworker, my boss's brother-in-law just passed from COVID this week as I was getting a positive 
COVID result back. Um, that's scary to know. Mm-hmm. The scariest thing about COVID is, to me, is how it affects one individual from another. So me and another coworker had it at the same time. And he had like no symptoms. Like <clears throat> he just was a little achy, no fever, no nothing. And here I get it full out. I get full out COVID. I have, I have everything that goes along with COVID. Anything they say you get, I had. And um, so COVID is so scary. I was so scared to touch things in my home. I didn't, I, I'm, you know, my husband's lungs are not as good as my lungs because he smoked forever. Smoked. I, mm-hmm. You know, and and then the kids have stayed away, but Caitlin's pregnant. What if Caitlin gets COVID? Not saying that there's not been pregnant women out there that's gotten COVID. I know one that's had it and did fine with it, but it's so scary. So mm-hmm. keep, let's keep praying for <coughs> the end of COVID, the end of it. Just yeah. completely Amen. wipe it out. Um, and speaking and of it, which, we've been praying for Joshua, and oh, yeah. I had heard that Joshua's dad is isolated in another home, um, a family member's home, because I'm not 100% sure whether he has it or was exposed to it, but just keep them in prayer, <laughs> because for him to have to be away is challenging in itself, because anytime that you have a child that is, you know, medically compromised, you have to mm-hmm. be extra careful, but then also, too, um, <laughs> medically complex children require a lot of care and I'm sure that the burden for mama to have both of her children now um is a challenge right right definitely and how's baby Eli how's he doing Eli is doing well he's recovering well um he's still having some pain occasionally um his body's still just adjusting and getting used to it. You know, anytime that you reverse a colostomy, now you have a part of your body that has never been exposed to um, wetness. You know, he's, he's now able to, to have a dirty diaper and he's never had that experience. So it's, it's a challenge and a transition sensory wise, but his mama said that he's, he's doing better each day. So that's good. That's very promising Um, news. We have a couple congregation members of my dad's church that could use prayer. Um, my uncle had a colonoscopy this week and he's had cancer. So they, they were just on a routine. Well, then he started bleeding. So he's actually in the VA hospital. Um, they're trying to, to get that bleeding under control. And then um, it would be, He's related to me somehow. I'm not sure. But anyway, his name is Donnie and he's, he's had heart failure and he's in AFib. So he just needs some prayer for that. Continue to remember me and this cold will go away. Um, And like we've said, protection over our families from the COVID, from the plague, Um, just continuing to keep everybody that is dealing with it in prayer and lift it up and and that you know soon that there's an end to all this craziness soon hopefully i i heard that now that people are getting the second round of their covid shots they're starting to get sick with it because i think it's a more potent dose of the virus Mm -hmm. and um so anybody that's getting their second round of shots it's definitely going to be in my prayers that you don't get any of the covid symptoms to go along with that and and um you hear stories and <clears throat> you don't know if they're true or not but right I, my my husband was You're telling me that hear. my husband was telling me that someone got the second shot and already had got the first shot two weeks later died from from covid but he must have already had covid before he got the shot um or it was not having his symptoms yet and and if you had if you didn't hear our wednesday our Thursday chat, then I just want you guys to know that you don't really get symptoms of COVID until you know you have COVID. Like it just bam hits you. It's not like you're out here walking around with a stuffy nose and a cough and you're spreading COVID. Then you that's get not, yeah, that's not how COVID works. COVID is. Well, then I saw a study minute. too that. 
<laughs> and bam, you're you've got COVID. Like that morning, I worked out, I felt fine, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it just it just clobbered me. And um, and I'm a researcher by nature, so I mean, yeah. it's just part of what I do. Like my my background, I just it's just part of what I like to do. So a a lot of the research that I've been seeing this week is saying that um, the number one symptom is a fever and it's a fever that is considered a low grade fever. So between the hundred to 101 is about the average, but usually that is the very first symptom to show up is a fever. However, you can still have the virus and not have a fever. So they're, they're encouraging people to just be cognizant if you do have typical flu-like or cold-like symptoms, like, you know, I, I am almost 98% sure what I have going on is a sinus cold, um, and not the plague, but because I have not ran a fever and I don't have any of the other real true symptoms other than even like taste and smell was diminished, but not completely absent. But I have still self-isolated myself from everybody and from my family and will continue to for at least the 10 day period so that if for some off chance it is that I'm not infecting someone else. I'm just, you know, being overly cautious, but I feel like if more people would do that, you wouldn't see the spikes that <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't you see the, the community transmission. Right. I can tell you, I have wanted to go to Dollar General and Dollar Tree so bad. More so Dollar General because they have their hidden penny juice sale right now and they have so many things on it that I could buy and stock up for Kaylin for her home that she's going to have one day. But I can't go and I can't send none of my family to go because we're all in quarantine. Well, and I think it's harder once you start to feel better Mm -hmm. and you start to not feel symptomatic. But I think Mm -hmm. what people to understand is that while you don't feel symptomatic you still are a carrier of the virus for at least that amount of time and they're saying that the more severe your symptoms are the longer that you can transfer that virus to someone else so please just do your part you know wear your mask wear wear gloves if you need to um if you're feeling sick or you have a cold, especially if you run a fever um quarantine yourself just you know isolate yourself away from it yeah, definitely. It's, a it's pain, hard to do, but it's hard. It is, but it, it, but I mean, it's, it's better to do that than to later hear, well, such and such got sick or, you know, there's now a community outbreak and like 50 people have been infected or, you know, and, it, and people are like, oh, whatever, but I definitely feel like my you feel family, like you got it from Walmart. <laughs> I, even though I work with a coworker that had it, I still feel like I got it from the Walmart. Um, I shouldn't have went in the Walmart that day. And then I think back, well, I went and washed my car that day and I touched all the car washing things that Saturday before I got sick. Could I got it from there? But I hand sanitized right after. I cleaned my buggy really good in Walmart. I don't know yeah. where it came from. I mean, sources would say I caught it from work because another coworker tested positive yeah. the day I went and got mm-hmm. tested. But I can say for my family, they've definitely let their guard down since I started feeling better um with the COVID because my husband was like I'm sick and tired of cooking and cleaning it what was this two nights ago because Caitlin Caitlin um mm-hmm. went and picked us up some food last night um I'm sick and tired of cooking and cleaning you can go ahead and cook dinner tonight and he started touching me because like I was telling you he and I are very affectionate people we're like yeah every time we walk past each other we touch each other you know kiss each other whatever and and he finally started touching me again and wanting to kiss on me. And I'm like, honey, I'm still probably positive for COVID. Yeah. But he's like, well, you, you, yeah. you feel so much better. Yeah, I feel 100% better. But it doesn't mean that I'm still, it's only yeah. been seven, eight, nine days, seven, nine days, eight, nine yeah. days since I test, since I had my test done, nine days since I had mm. my test done. 10 days since I had symptoms. So I probably, if I was to go get tested today, I would probably still test positive <coughs> for sure. Yeah. 
And see, that's the thing, just being proactive and, and just being careful and continue to remember everybody that is dealing with the situation of COVID and, and keep our nation in prayer. Our nation is in such a divided state that it just needs some prayer. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's go to prayer. So is Dolly going to pray? Dolly <laughs> is going to give it her best shot. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to remember everybody's <laughs> name, um, but I would do my best and um dolly is definitely gonna pray. Them, so. that's right god knows dolly is definitely going to pray for her smell and taste to come back so amen yes because it is horrible not having smell and taste like i can distinct sweet and salty <clears throat> but it's not really you can't taste it you just know that this is something yeah. that's sweet and you know this is something that's overly salty i can't even check on my my sauerkraut that I've been making because I can't taste it (laughs) to know what it tastes like terrible terrible um appetite suppressant terrible (laughs) I have lost five pounds five pounds yeah since last week Um, because you can't you don't get hungry can't get hungry all right let's let's go in Um, prayer um, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the snow that some people got to see in our areas. Um, the little bit that I got to see last night, and we pray that it helped purify our air and uh, could <coughs> help wipe out COVID, Lord. Lord, we pray for those that are battling COVID right now who are um, infected with the virus, Lord. We pray that you wipe this virus from our lands and our nations. Please bring us back to a healthy society, Lord, where we don't have to worry about COVID and the way it affects one person to the next, Lord. Lord, we keep praying for little Joshua and his family. If they are battling COVID, we pray that you touch their bodies and heal them. If they're not, we are thankful that they isolated to keep others safe, Lord. We, we pray that our world is very cautious of the spreading of this virus because it is not And I say this again, it is not the best virus to have, Lord. I pray that you let me regain my smell and my taste, Lord, um, so I can enjoy the foods that you have given us here on earth to enjoy, Lord. We pray for little Eli that he keeps improving, Lord, and for Brittany's family that is battling different things in their lives. For all the ones that have cancer, Lord, we pray that you touch them or heal their bodies, Lord. Or, Lord, if it is your will that you take them on, to their eternal resting place, Lord, um, because only you know what their bodies need. Excuse me. Lord, we pray you take this call from me that it will completely, my lungs will completely heal and COVID will be gone from my body, Lord. We pray for protection over our families, Lord, that they are safe, do not get the virus and can return back to work soon, Lord. Lord, I just want to thank you for bringing me through the virus for being there when I needed you from when my body would not relax and you were there to calm me. Thank you, Lord, for all the blessings you've bestowed between me and Brittany, for our friendship, and that we can follow you, Lord, and share it with others. Lord, we pray for anyone that is listening that has not been saved to choose now to come to you to ask for forgiveness and peace and you into their heart, Lord. With that being said, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 When is my family God is knows good I'm all the time. It? <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> I wonder if they're even right, up. None friends. of them has tried to call me. I'm hit out in the camper. You're really today. isolated. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> I, Will pulled it around because he was trying to fix the heat. And just to get out of the house, he would come out here and watch TV. So, I don't know. So he's got it plugged in and I have the light on, but I don't have the heat on, but it's not that cold today. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm glad you're you too, friend. Me too. All right. I hope bye. I, I hope, bye. <laughs>